0: Well, if you're going to work out in the morning, one of the problems is that if you hurt yourself, you're going to deal with it all day. Yeah, Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022, I'm Steven Sierski. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for finding this here podcast and uh, listening every day of the week, Monday to Friday. I post these on Anchor.fm. It's also available through Spotify, Google Podcasts. I finally got that link going. And then also on my website, stephenserski.com. Yeah, um, morning workouts, it was all going so well until the last couple of sets. And I have this sort of, uh, I guess what you would call a kettlebell finisher. So Wednesday's workouts have become a, mi- uh, a mix ma- mis- mishmash of two rounds of uh, like uh, high-intensity sort of stuff uh, another four rounds of not as intense, but, you know, demanding, they, they work all the body muscles, all, all the muscles. And then the last one is this sort of uh, kettlebell complex that I do. Uh, and most of this has been inspired by stuff I've seen on Instagram. And, um, you know, I got through, it was like the first set of the first set, second set, you know, I felt something, I was like, ah, but it's, you know, I'm so close, I just want to finish it off, and I did, so, I mean, I go six, for this, this final kettlebell th- complex, it was three rounds of, or three sets of two rounds, I guess you could call it, right, uh, it's supposed to be five or six rounds total, but I did it in sets of two, uh, just to break it up, because I want to see how fat, how high I could get my heart rate up without throwing like losing the grip on the kettlebell basically Uh, which I am very conscious of because I'm working out in my apartment and I don't need kettlebells flying across uh, and damaging my floor or anything else so with this little tweak uh, it wasn't bad in the morning and then later on the day yeah I just I felt it even now it's in the evening time and I'm lying down Uh, it does feel a little bit better I've, I've tried stretching and icing it as well uh, but yeah, I tweak something. I don't... Th- I mean, it doesn't feel very serious. It's, it feels like I, I tweak something, but I can't feel any muscle pain or any real skeletal pain. So I don't think it's a hernia. Uh, like, I don't think it was a bad... Like, it's uh, damaged. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to try to get, to, get some proper sleep tonight. Uh, that being the case, I mean, if I don't move around too much and if I don't bend over... It's uh, usually good, Uh, but uh, yeah, so I've got to take a little bit easy. Hopefully, I'm good to go for Friday morning. Uh, Friday morning is a bodyweight workout, so it's not such a big deal. And in situations like this, uh, I know a lot of people would be very cautious and say, oh, well, don't work out, don't work out. And I go, you know what? Um, If it's not completely broken (laughs) and it's not herniated, uh, the least I can do is actually still get up and do something right? So like the Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays, I do these sorts of uh, mobility flows and some other kettlebell work, some gentle stuff. So we'll see how it feels tomorrow morning. Um, I suspect that this will take a day and a half to, to sort of repair itself or to get better. Uh, but uh, I've, I've done this before with kettlebells where I've tweaked something in my back. Uh, I've done this and yeah, it's usually been kettlebells where I'm switching, like, so I do single arm kettlebell swings sometimes, and I've had that happen before, where, uh, like, a muscle spasms, or tweaks, or just doesn't pull right, and uh, I end up having back aches for the rest of the day, and they can't, some of them can linger, but I've never had something so serious that, I mean, it's put me out of, um, out of sort of commission, basically, Um, so yeah, (laughs) that was my Issue today, which I don't know if it contributed to the day flying by, but today did fly by quite quickly. Given that normally on Wednesdays I'm at work, uh, by the time I looked up for my Chinese studies, it was 1 p.m. And uh, so, with this back pain, although it was a very active morning, like I was working on several different parts of my Chinese studies. I uh, did not work on the HSK-5 stuff, like not much textbooks, but I did go through some of the homework that I need to get done for Sunday. And then all, I did some vocabulary work. And then I also have this other textbook that um, I bought a while ago. And I've mentioned this before. It's a it's an HSK-5 test prep book. And I've seen these for some of the uh, standardized um, tests out there like, you know, CATs, GMATs, uh, IELTS, TOEFL, those all have sort of prep books that are based on each section of the test that you will encounter. Well, this is the the Chinese HSK version of that. Uh, And I've never, I mean, I've looked at it, but it's been intimidating up until recently. So today I took a look at it and I'm reading it going, wow, I can actually read quite a bit of it, substantial portions of it. And I understand what their what their meaning is, and so just to give an example of uh, some of the things that it does, like in the part one of the Chinese test, of the HSK test, you have to listen and then select the right answer. And it's usually only two people speaking. So first person speaks, second person speaks, finish, choose A B or A B C or D. So this one, it will break it down. It'll give you the dialogue. Uh, it'll add, give you sort of all the questions, and then it'll. Tell you, keep in mind that they said these words in the uh, in the test, and it'll break it down. the The typical A, B, C, D choices are going well. There'll be two answers that are sort of similar but have different meanings. There'll be one that's obviously not it, and then another one uh, of some of some variation. So with that, you can start looking at the answers and start eliminating some of them. Uh, and this is something. I've been looking forward to because my listening has just been garbage. But in thinking back to my issues with the test, it's not so much I have trouble selecting the answers, although that is the case. It's that I don't understand what they're talking about. (laughs) Selecting answers or not, I mean, what are they saying? I'm trying to translate as I go along, and I'm having issues keeping up sometimes, and my mind wanders. It doesn't help that I do these tests, these practice tests, here in my apartment wherein like you know after sitting down for three hours or four hours of Chinese studies I'm doing another half hour intensive test I mean I know that doesn't help which is why yesterday I was thinking I might have to start breaking this up a little bit more and putting the tests off to another day just so I can be a little bit more fresh in the approach and this book offers a couple practice tests it offers a lot of um Uh, detailed explanations about how the test works, uh, or like how you can best approach the test. And it it mixes in even the words that are are like synonyms or antonyms of uh, variations of what you would encounter. So, you know, in an airport, what, what vocabulary would you need to know in an airport? Now, as English teachers, as ESL language instructors, or whatever, you're no doubt familiar with the Roman room concept, wherein, you know, you walk into a room and you put sticky notes on all of everything, identifying what it is. Well, that's what they're doing here, but with Chinese instead. And not just Chinese, but it's not just vocabulary, but it's HSK-specific vocabulary. So this is this has been very helpful. Um, I have both the workbook and the answer book, so I can work through this on my own. And surprisingly, I mean, spent... Better part of an hour actually looking at it, going through it, reading portions of it, uh, looking at the different uh, segments. The only thing I didn't do that I should have is copy the MP3 CD onto my computer, <laughs> which means I have to go find my hard drive, um, my CD drive that's buried somewhere, my DVD drive, DVD drive, whatever, plug it in through a USB port, uh, <laughs> and then transfer everything to my computer so it's a little bit more easily accessible i uh, starting to think that this might be another one of those things that I incorporate into my consistent Chinese studies. Although, as much as I'd love to get through those HSK-5 books, the blue books, the purple books, whatever color you want to call them, um, as soon as possible, I'm not going to lie, the, the amount of intensive reading that's required to do it on my own, it's it's mind-numbingly boring. <laughs> so, changing up here... Uh, doing u- using my other textbook, uh, the, spoke, the short-term spoken Chinese textbook that we use, and then also uh, this HSK five test prep book. Uh, it might be enough variation to sort of give me some, you know, it's going to give me progress and variation, so I'm not getting bored while still moving me ahead uh, through the HSK five books sort of indirectly. So that's uh, that's sort of the uh, the plan. The other thing I was working on today, actually, with my Chinese studies, uh, if you are at all on the socials, the medias, you've probably heard of a game called Wordle, and I see that they just, the guy who invented it, or made it popular, whatever, um, it's now been taken over by the New York Times, and so they are going to be publishing it, I think it's still going to be free, uh, but now it's backed by the New York Times instead of just this one guy. Now, I don't do Wordle. Uh, Because I I don't play many games as it is. I mean, reading Chinese textbooks takes a lot of time. However, I do now play the Chinese pinyin version of this game. Called pinyin uh, chengyu, I think it is. Uh, And uh, it's the pinyin version of the Chinese chengyu. So the proverbs and the idioms that populate... Uh, the, the spoken, well, the Mandarin language, the Chinese language, uh, you know, the generals like, you know, kill, two, killed two birds with one stone, or like uh, uh, today was uh, combine all the wisdom and the efforts of the masses, sort of thing, like, you know, com- not common knowledge, but, com- you know, together we are stronger as one, sort of thing. <laughs> uh, we are stronger together than rather apart. So it's been good practice on the uh, like, pra- uh, not just learning about these Chinese cheng Yi, but uh, also spending that time figuring out like the what what are words in Chinese like what are the 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 uh, sound pairs the the phoneme pairs that happen like is t u n a, a word in Chinese well or t u n g it's not t e n g tongue is, but not Tung, like T-U-N-G, you won't won't ever see that spelled uh, in Chinese, at least I haven't seen it, and uh, nothing came up with uh, my dictionary, though, to be honest, I don't think I actually checked, I think I checked the other one, yeah, we have to double check that, that's a very good question, T-U-N-G, any word, let's put it this way, if there is, it's not going to be something that uh, comes across, Tungo comes up, tongue. Tun is uh, one. Yeah, and there's variations of... Uh, wow, that's a good one. Yeah, there you go. Look up. Tun. T-U-N. Lots of uh, different definitions behind that word and lots of different characters, but nothing for T-U-N-G, as far as I can tell through Pleco. All that is to say, he uh, was actually... Uh, w- with this wordle sort of game and this pinion wordle, Uh, Which I've called P Chortle. I thought it was kind of funny, Pinion Chortle, Pinion Chinese Wordle, P Chortle, and uh, it won't let you just put in a bunch of random letters. It'll stop you and say that's not a word. So you actually have to have a go at making the word, and so that's become uh, something I do for a couple. I don't know. I didn't know. I don't even know how long it takes me um, to tell you the truth. It's not that long. Twenty minutes, maybe. Maybe ten minutes. I'm not sure. It depends how focused I want to be on the word guesses and how much I actually want to figure out each individual pair or each individual word. Today I was off by one word, uh, one letter. Sorry. Uh, and what was it today? It was um, uh, let's see. We have Chun Chun Lee. So that yeah. So that's the uh, taking uh, combining all the. The wisdom and the masses of wisdom and the efforts of the masses. Uh, and yesterday's, I can't remember what yesterday's was. Yesterday was Jingjing Yo Tiao. And that one. Jing Jing Tiao. So that's uh, oh, another one. I can't remember what that means already. Jeez. Failure, right? Failure, whatever. Anyway, Jing Jing Yo Tiao was yesterday. Uh, today was Chunse Chunsa Chun Li. I uh remember what uh, Sundays we also did, finally, as well. But it's been interesting. It's probably the only word game. This is very similar to the idea that I had for building a Chinese character game, wherein, kind of like pick-up sticks, you're given all of the elements of the character, and then you have to re- reassemble it. So you just have to put it in the right order. And I'm sure there's something... There must be. There must be a game like this already. Uh, but I always thought that that would be a great way to learn the hanzi is to, uh, and this this would work for something like Japanese as well, any character-based uh, language, wherein you're giving all of the elements that would make up a character uh, or characters, and then you have to assemble them in the correct order uh, in order to get them. I mean, m- much like writing anything, but this would be uh, uh, as an APP, as an app. I thought it would be kind of neat to some some point uh, develop. And in terms of reading, so I did ask another... Uh, Chinese girl today, if uh, how long it takes her to read a page of uh, like in a book, like you know, given a paperback book, how long does it take you to read? She gave me the time uh, duration, so I'm like, okay, but how many words is that? She's like, well, we don't really count words, we count characters, and so like she sent me a, uh, a picture of the book that she was reading, something about the economy, I can't remember exactly. It wasn't really a novel, not light reading, let's put it that way. I counted 24 characters across, 23 lines down, roughly 556 characters total. Divide that by two two or three, which is your average uh, Chinese word length. And you get about 180, 190 words. But again, she's like, we don't count words, we count characters. Okay, fine. So she said it took her 25 seconds to read that. All right, so that, you know, I've been told that uh, the... English reading speed, like your typical average male, not male, like human, will uh, be able to read a page uh, in a book in about, well, it 300, 300 words per minute. And each paperback is about 250 words to f- 250 to 350 words per page, roughly. The way that I get it is you count the words across and then the lines down. You take a, you you combine all the uh, the part partial sentences like the the partial line breaks and things like that, and you get a sort of a rough estimate of how many words that is. And so yeah, three hundred words a minute. I mean that's about a page. So it should take you about a minute. Maybe if you're a slow reader, I'm kind of a slow reader myself. Uh, probably takes you just over a minute to read a full page of text. Uh, again, depending on the uh, uh, the book size, the the content. I mean, this Michio Kaku book that I'm reading is kind of small. doesn't take me a minute to read it, but I'm finding myself going back because I just want to understand the concept that he's talking about. Whereas the Bill Brayson book, uh, the body book that I'm reading as well, I think that one actually takes me more than a minute, but that's a bigger page as well. So this all, I mean, all this is meaning is like, the reason I was thinking about this is because the HSK-5 um Test is a l- very text oriented very text based which means you have to get i have to get my reading speed up to uh a, a substantial level well one of my colleagues here shout out to ben he's uh, finally finished the hsk5 vocab list and <laughs> i think it took, it's taken him two years he started at the beginning of the pandemic so the pand- pandemic hasn't been that bad right uh but uh I sympathize because I mean, I looked at when I started HSK five and the first day that I have written down in my notebook is I think it's October 27th, 2021. That's when I started going through those books or I suspect I bought them earlier, but I can't remember exactly. Uh, But yeah, maybe, maybe October, November, uh, 2021 is when I started, Uh, with the idea that I'd want to start the five books before I wrote the four test, and that's what I did. So likewise here, I want to finish these five books and then start the six books before I write the the HSK5 test. Ambitious, not sure if it's going to be completely doable, because I'll tell you, I'm getting quite sick of reading textbooks all the time. Um, As my latest purchase of books not related to the Chinese language sort of show I mean I'd just love to read something else that's not racking my brain in that way sort of thing this actually got me thinking Um, yesterday I mentioned that I wouldn't mind cutting down drinking a little bit more and this I mean this comes off the holiday season uh, too is right as well right I've noticed, my dad said this before, years ago, I remember him saying like, Steve, you gotta find something else that's not so brain heavy, you're you're studying so much. Like a lot of the stuff I do is brain work. Back in university, it was a lot of languages, it was uh, uh, like textbook study and stuff like that. So, you know, you gotta find something else to outlet and working out is another way, but then you're exerting a lot of energy at the same time. Going for walks is great, but then, like, how do you justify going for a walk every time you feel stressed? I mean, you are going to be walking a lot, Um, and like, but drinking, it's like, so do you have a beer? Well, then one beer is fine, but then that knocks off your thinking uh, abilities, and you don't want to go overboard because it disrupts uh, your your getting up and going the next day, right? So that's why I kind of shy away ever saying, you know, encouraging any sort of uh, alcohol consumption. I mean, fine if you want to go ahead and do it, but. I mean, for me, I find, especially with this audio blog and trying to get these other projects up and running that I want to get going. I mean, I'm finding I have less and less time to drink, and then when I do, it's very seldom. And then usually, yeah, it's like a bottle of wine or something. But uh, trying to moderate and make sure that I'm more productive, and that's probably one of the big things about alcohol is that even if I'm drinking, as long as I'm being productive. I actually don't have a problem with drinking as well, right? So, I mean, you you put, you throw that into the argument. If you're still creating and outputting and uh, being sort of uh, contributing something, I don't know, it's kind of hard to say that, you know, all drinking is bad, right? Whatever it is with language studies, I can tell you drinking does not help you unless it's uh, more for like fluency (laughs) purpose. Like you go to the bar and need to limber up a little, Uh, before you go talk to people because you're afraid of talking to people for any number of reasons or even just getting through like the fact that they're going to laugh at your mistakes all the time like being able to go through that uh, without being um, you know sort of uh, dissuaded from speaking what's the word it's a d word can't remember that's about the only good thing why you'd be having a drink while you're studying so I'll leave it there. I see the Olympics have started. Curling started today. And I guess the uh, opening Olympics, uh, opening ceremony ceremonies are on Friday evening. So it should be interesting to see it. Kind of disappointed that can't be there in person. I was thinking about taking a trip down to the Olympic park, at least having a walk around, seeing what's available, what's open, uh, what we can get into and what we cannot get into. The city is still pretty much, not, I don't want to say dead because that's sort of a bad connotation during these times, uh, but very quiet due to the Spring Festival uh, ongoings. Uh, very few shops are open, but I'm not looking to go out very much either, and it's so quiet. And um, by quiet, I mean there aren't many dogs barking, which means the people aren't around either. So, folks, I'll leave it there. The only other piece of news I do have for you is that I finally finished December drumming. Stedrik <laughs> is uh, the latest track in that uh, edition in that challenge so I'll put that up on my website also published it through anchor.fm backslash Sersky. so you can check out uh, my website stephenserski.com under the December drumming challenge page it's listed there as well that's December 25th I finally published and that will close out the December drumming uh, uh, challenge for me likewise yesterday finished up the January challenge so those two are done check and check updated my website with the audio blogs. Uh, So if you're looking for January's January's audio blogs, you'll have to go to the archives for that. Folks, thanks for listening. Show notes and tracks up on stevensterski.com. Hope you guys are doing well, staying warm, staying safe. Have a good one. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.